I'm Christopher Leiden for Open Source in Ireland the summer of 2015. In this stunning plebiscite season in Europe, Greek got to vote a big no to their bank bailout. The Irish got to vote a big yes to marriage equality. Same-sex marriage in the land of my puritanical ancestors, who would have said sex of all kinds was too beautiful to talk about, much less vote upon. What's going on, you want to know? And the short answer is pretty much everything, including the meltdown of an economic boom a run-on scandal of predators in church, a high-spirited celebration now of the comeuppance of authority in general, as well as the rise of the LGBT movement. I stopped at the National College of Art and Design, Dublin's number one art school, to hear our Irish friends of open source make a sort of music of it. They said, imagine the 62% yes vote on same-sex marriage as a sweeping shout of get off the stage and don't come back to Ireland's so-called show bands and the stale gimmicks that used to pass for entertainment. <laughs> show band Ireland, can, we need to put it to rest. So think of the equivalent, like the Lawrence Welk, you know, kind of accordion playing nightmare that, you know, maybe the United States needed to be shaken from or represented some sort of old-fashioned value system. There's an equivalent here that still has very deep roots. Well, probably one of the biggest ones that people would know universally would be Brendan Boyer and the, and the Royal Showman doing the Hucklebuck. Our, our culture at that point was not Irish. It was basically American and English. So show bands played top 20 uh, hits from the English charts or they played American music, the Beach Boys and things like that. Some of them did it very well, some of them didn't. But we had no uh, reference to our own culture. Broadcasting represents that, the way the media exists here. You know, these are things that represent a culture that we're confused by because we don't know how it represents us. Do any of us watch it? Do any of us pick up the independent and read it? Do you know? Do, are you listening to RTE radio? Shiny suited, white toothed, slick haired kind of bullshit that we've had for so long and I think you know for me it's like let's get real and let's actually instead of just trying to escape from our lives let's look at what's happening here. When I think of Stage Band Ireland I kind of think of all the huge social issues that were kind of swept under the rug during that time and then naturally my mind kind of goes to like the Magdalene laundries and that the girls would go to the dance they'd meet a boy and then it's the girl that gets punished for what happens from that night. country ruled by veneers yeah <laughs> old cliche music but at the same time I think people kind of inherently want something to buy into they want that veneer because it's it's just a kind of a form of escapism and you can hide from the fact you have no money in your pocket or you know whatever your problem is Mara talk back to the stage band Ireland get off the stage <laughs> <laughs> surprise and it was something that happened where we were kind of I guess just kept crying because it was so it was so moving or something to, you know to have it be the percentage that it was and and so emblematic of what's happening you know 99% of the people who voted in that referendum would have gone through 12 years of Catholic or Church of Ireland education they would have all come out of 
you know, the same school system and yet we had a majority yes vote and it was just, it was completely counter to what they would have been taught in school and people were proud. You walked along any street in Dublin, any street in the country and everyone had a yes badge and there was no shame about it and it was, you know, it was everybody, it was like straight people, gay people, bi people, it was just, it was amazing. It was, you could feel, it was palpable that people wanted a change and that this was an issue that people were just really, really pushing for. It was just, it was an un-Irish sense of activity around the place. <laughs> so, I mean, that vote to me was something that had more to do with a sense of justice than anything else, I guess. Everyone in my family felt the same way about it, I think, and um, my parents have had to come to terms with my sister being gay, my dad particularly, but I think now that he has come to terms with that more in the last five or 10 years, he wouldn't have dreamt of I was surprised, I guess, at the level of the S vote from those areas, um, and that still surprises me. It makes me really proud that I was proven wrong about my own area. Um, like it was an overwhelming yes, and um, I don't know. I think it's just for me the whole yes vote was just a stripping away of a mask and a reputation that Ireland had, and an actual representation and. Even going back to the Chauvin thing, I guess it's that whole idea that we all want ourselves to be represented in what we see, and I think that's what the SVO was, was an accurate representation of the people's views and of how people view Ireland and its citizens today. Did families fight about it? Did you talk about it with parents, with brothers and sisters? I come from like a really rural background, and my dad is a stereotypical silent Irish farmer who will grumble about politics, but he won't he won't talk about things like that. And then my mother is quite liberal. So it was really interesting seeing her trying to bring this into the house and, you know, bring this issue up. I was sitting at the kitchen table with my parents while they were eating dinner and we were watching the vote being counted in Dublin Castle. And I was just in tears because you could actually sense the emotion and just the feeling in Dublin Castle. And, you know, my parents were like, this is, you know, this is pretty good. But it was just, I, I couldn't explain to them what this meant. How did your papa vote? How did my papa vote? He voted yes. I think that it has been part of a real push to drag Ireland and to push Ireland and to kind of bring the collective consciousness forward. There's lots of things we still want to see changed in the Constitution. Um, on kind of the messages, for example, about women in the home, the Eighth Amendment around access to abortions, there's a lot of other battles that now open up to say, what I think is exciting, the question of does the Constitution actually reflect where Ireland is in society? And, you know, is it a, a genuine document of the people? And I think that the yes vote was not only a vote for gay marriage, I think it was also a vote against the control of church and state. There's a lot of people I know that voted for a much broader context that the church has controlled and the state has controlled what we do, what we think for so long that we wanted to break away from that completely. People managed to mobilize the liberal attitudes when it came to the marriage referendum. But people were very comfortable coming out and saying that they support gay people. I don't see the same comfort in supporting women's right to choose 
about having an abortion or not. Even in cases where if they talk to anybody, if they have any sense of empathy, know somebody who's been pregnant and has like a fatal fetal abnormality and has been forced to go to term or to travel in order to, to end that pregnancy, even though everybody knows the baby's not going to survive. I think, uh, you know, we were lied to as a nation by our governments and banks and a lot of things were denied and a lot of people were mistreated after the crash and uh, uh, public services were cut. Um, you see a lot more homeless people on the street. Sorry, I don't know why I feel a bit upset. <laughs> I guess you just see uh, family and friends affected and... Uh, it's not something that you read on the news. It's a, it's something that you live with. I've had friends uh, who've lost their homes and a friend uh, committed suicide. Um, I don't want to dramatize things, but you know there is a reality um, that isn't reported sometimes. And even though people are angry, they also feel kind of empowered. I don't think m most people trust the Irish government anymore. The referendum was something that I felt people did have a sense of ownership of that could have maybe had an effect on the yes. But the fact that we were so scared, we were so frightened that it wouldn't go our way, the conservative element in our society is given an equal voice on these issues, on our media, whereas I don't feel they have an equal voice in terms of the amount of people who agree with them. A lot of people were saying to me, you know, it, it's not really about that, it's about Catholic Ireland, it's about this, that and the other, but for me it kind of, it's like, no, it is about LGBT people. Like those priests don't have a leg to stand on anymore, as far as I'm concerned. I think the amount of damage that's been done through all the um, scandals and everything in the church, I just think that most people of my generation, whether they're Catholic or Protestant or atheist, would agree that, I mean, the church is certainly losing its hold over the younger generation. I think there's a lot less influence there. And in fact, I think a lot of anger, like, about what's happened in the past. And I think this, is a, a, this was almost a rebellion against that in a way, you know. When I go back to Wicklow, we would still go to church, but more as a community outing or as a way to say hello to your neighbours because it provides a space where you can see these people but you're not necessarily obliged to talk to them for very long or it's just kind of a mutual acknowledgement mm. of, hey, how are you doing and your, how was your week and all this. So I think that it's, it's like a community centre. I would like to see some sort of community centre for people my age that doesn't have to be bonded by a mutual belief in a God. What I found was the sessions, the singing sessions that I would I'd go to like quite regularly if I missed it once a week or twice a week, I'd feel like I hadn't done my week properly. It would be kind of a five hour, six hour straight tunes playing and singing. It's a blues, uh, Irish traditional, English traditional from like 1800, 1700 then up to present day.
The scary thing is that there are like still children growing up going through these things and I feel very strongly about it just because I did particularly of different like sexualities like genders that wouldn't match the gender binary or the gender norms anything that might set you apart even slightly even just being a strangely quirky person who wants to go to art college anything like that uh, will set you apart to the point where it's really really difficult for you to go through uh, primary and secondary education in Ireland. I remember in sixth class we were practicing for confirmation and for confirmation you have to learn off like lyrics, prayers, like eight million of them. I don't know who went through them but like literally like you had to be able to recite all these things and Irish and English and all that and that was grand. We had a teacher at the time and um, while we were trying to learn these off I think like you know you go around the room and be like okay say you're Hail Mary, say you're Our Father, say you're Christ be with us whatever kind of prayers you have and she had this like, um, like a stick she used to use for opening the windows she never used to touch us with it she never used to hurt us with it but she used to bring it down the table with such a wallop it comes from her father and the Christian brothers and the lot of it when children were beaten in schools since then I think I've had this correlation of like learning prayers stick on table <laughs> and it just uh, yeah it kind of terrifying to me because of that Because I think for me, Ireland always had that sense of being stale. Like nothing new was happening, everything was very traditional. I mean, I, I do get the sense that all the young people in Ireland are waiting for all the old people to die <laughs> so that we can move forward. Somebody to put in a good word for the old Ireland, local Ireland, village Ireland. When I think about the old Ireland, it, I'm really struggling to come up with positives. That was that was previously a dysfunctional thing because I think look at country towns, men in country towns committing suicide, and still it's still happening. But at least now the sense of isolation, like we don't need motorways because we have the internet. For me, it's about Ireland becoming an adult version of itself and realizing that actually we have to look at ourselves in the context of the world and we have to bring the things that we find in other countries home with us when we come back and we have to compare ourselves to the rest of the world in a way because otherwise we'll just be floundering around in the dark which is what we've been doing up until 10 years ago. Well I, I grew up in the 1950s um, and I think there was a very strong cultural resonance in Ireland. I find now we're all multicultural so there's less of a kind of uh, insular Irish tradition it's much more about worldwide viewpoints and, and whatever. We lost ourselves. I, I remember being here during the so-called boom years and just looking around and going, I don't know where I am. I don't know what country this is. I don't have any sense of my own identity or my own culture. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I left. Like, And I think one of the things that brought me back was a sense that that was starting to change. Old Ireland was fantastic in many ways and we lost it and now we're getting it back. I feel like a big part of the New Ireland is still carrying this massive suitcase of maybe it's too strong to say shame or um, guilt, but I think that's still there and I think to deny it is foolish. I think that uh, the interesting parts of our identity come from this conflict between being very liberal in many ways, but still having uh, maybe more repressed issues. 
the idea of people understanding each other and accepting each other and being kind of open to everything being fine because it is fine and because there's nothing to be ashamed of. And I think that that kicking away of shame is something that Ireland's doing in a very real way. Hopefully the future holds a lot more of that. So there's a sample of Irish identities and the making of a yes vote on marriage equality. It was produced and edited by Grant Holub Mormon with help from Connor Gillies. Thanks especially to Moira Brady Averill for gathering a wonderful cast of characters in the lunchroom of the NCAD in Dublin. Listeners in Ireland and anywhere, leave comments, please, at our website, radioopensource.org. Subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes and invite us to your own lunchroom. Thank you for being part of the Open Source Podcast Project. I'm Christopher Leiden of the Connemara Leidens. Mm-hmm.